Hey family, it's a common inquiry I receive. Hey, have you ever felt nervous in the presence of guests? You know what? The answer is, yeah, I have. Imagine sitting at a table with some of the most remarkable women in the Utah fermentation world, tasked with hosting and facilitating that conversation. Talk about nerve-wracking. In this throwback episode, I had the distinct honor of engaging in a conversation with the incredible Jackie King, Corinne Rydell, Jamie Burnham, Lauren Lurch, and Julia Schuler. At the time, they were my idols, and now they've become cherished role models and dear friends. This episode stands out as one of the most star-studded ones we've ever produced. These phenomenal women have not only inspired me, but have also become genuine friends. Sharing their stories and insights was both a privilege and pleasure. I hope you enjoy this episode filled with the charisma and expertise of some of the brightest stars in the fermentation universe here in Utah. Cheers to fostering connections and celebrating the incredible individuals who shape our industry. Introducing Sugar House Distillery, where craft meets tradition. Handcrafted from grain to glass, at Sugar House Distillery, every drop of liquid magic is meticulously crafted from the very grains to the final sip, ensuring unparalleled quality. As the first privately owned liquor store in South Salt Lake since the days of Prohibition, Sugar House proudly prioritizes quality over quantity in everything they do. But that's not all. You're in for a treat with their incredible canned cocktails of many varieties. Sip on perfection in a can that's beautifully blended and ready to enjoy wherever your adventures take you. Ready to witness the magic? Join Sugar House Distillery for a tour at 22nd 12 Southwest Temple in South Salt Lake and experience their passion behind their craft. And when you visit, be sure to mention that Tastemaster sent you. At Sugar House Distillery, they do not just make spirits, they craft memories. Raise a glass of tradition, craftsmanship, and unforgettable flavors. Salud. Until the next spirits, my friend. to the Tastemasters, where we sit down and learn from artists within the world of craft beer, liquor, and various fermentation techniques. Alright guys, I unfortunately am by myself. No, just kidding, I have great guests today. Uh, Wyatt's out of town due to military reasons, so I brought in my uh, co-worker and local brewer, Julia. Julia, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of course. And it's been, I told you I'd bring you back sooner than later. I know, right? You're on yeah. like a couple weeks. It's only been a couple, couple weeks. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you brought up the fact that I needed more female brewers. And so we went above and beyond. So I have four, yes. five female <laughs> brewers on. So Julia, if you would, who did we have as our guest today? Yeah, we've got uh, Jackie from Roosters, uh, Lauren from Uintaa. Uh, Jamie um, from Five Wives Vodka. Ogden Zone. Ogden Zone. Sorry. It's yes. Okay. <laughs> I just call it Five Wives. And Corinne from Epic. Oh, my ladies. Hi, ladies. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> Great to be here. It's, so usually I've had, I've had no more than two guests at one time. And you guys literally have doubled that. And it's, I'm geeking out right now. I've been, I've been telling Julia how excited and nervous I've been for this because you guys are the pink boots of Utah, right? Am I correct? Right. Yeah. You ladies kick ass basically. And every year I just geek out of what you guys do. I love the pictures and I love the boots. I'm gonna start with this question. Can I get a pair of pink boots? Do you identify as a woman? 
From just kidding. Of course you care. <laughs> <laughs> of course you care. Uh, like from behind, I'm like, I look, I mean, with my hair down, uh, you don't know. I would love pink boots, though. I would love it. So, Julia, let's get pink. Well, okay. you have pink boots. I have pink boots. You show off yeah. the pink boots. Yeah. I want pink boots. <laughs> let's get you some okay. pink boots, Dad. There you go. I thought it was like, <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sweet. So, you don't have to be a female to just have pink boots. So, I can have Correct. pink boots. Just, if, you, oh, yes. you, if you want pink boots, you can go get pink boots. Yeah. Ron, we're yeah. best I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> yes. You so, just can't come to our club meeting. Oh, it, that's yeah. fine. Hey, as long as I can drink <laughs> what you guys produce, I don't. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Deal. But, Jamie, I want to start with you. Jamie, who's Jamie? Tell me about yourself. So, hi. Um, I am the former cheerleader of the, uh, or the former Utah chair of the Utah Pink Boots chapter. Um, the lovely Julia started, Julie started our chapter for us four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. Wow. So I took over and now, and then just recently, uh, passed the torch to Lauren. But, um, so I have been in the brew industry in some form or fashion for, a long time since 2005. Oh. And I would say that because I was the manager at the Beer Nut from 2005 until uh 27 well 2016, December of 2016. And then from there I went to Roja Brewing Company, Roja Brewing Project, mm-hmm. sorry, Roja Brewing Project and I was the um I don't even remember what my job title was. <laughs> uh a little of everything, sort of back of house um, and front of house. So I like staffed, staffed the tap room and everything, um, did schedules and a lot of accounting things. So, you know, kind of a jack of all trades. And then from there, I went to Kitos Brewing, Ooh. where I was um, one of two sales reps. Um, and I was there from until uh, July of last year. And just recently, as of July of 2020, um, now I'm uh, a distiller at Ogden's Own Distilling no way, in Ogden. That's super cool. Yeah, so it's pretty fun. I think that with my Ogden's Own, the first time I sh- I was trying to showcase what craft meant in the alcoholic beverage world, and we all have those stories of Fireball, right? If I say Fireball, you guys kind of it's kind of like Jaeger. You hear someone Jaeger, and they kind of so I got Fireball, and then I got um, Porter's Fire, and I go, listen, this is how you can. This is what it should taste like more of than melted cinnamon bears. And that's the first time I fell in love with, oh, there's more than just, you know, a Jaeger and Fireball and what's the other one that everyone hates? Like just bottom shelf tequila. Yeah. So it's yeah. cool to see you know, the craft in the distilling world. Yeah. So, hand sanitizer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hand sanitizer. Yeah. Hand sanitizer was our, our what kept the lights on for us in 2020 year, right? for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Ogden's on distilling. We make um, five wives vodka, five husbands vodka. Uh, we make Porter's Fire, which is, like you said, the cinnamon whiskey. We make peach, Porter's peach, Porter's huckleberry, um, Porter's apple. And now uh, our newest whiskey is the Porter's peanut butter. Ah. Yes. We um, also make Underground, which is our take on Jaeger. It's like a botanical, but yeah, right? a botanical. And then we make Madame Paterini gin, Ooh, which if whoa. you haven't had it, it's, that is 
A yeah. phenomenal so gin. It's yes. such a good yes. gin. Yes, mm-hmm. it is such a good gin. It's good to know. I, I yeah. actually haven't had it. I'm now yeah. curious. I guess I'll see you later today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I apologize. I didn't, uh, oh, no, you're I didn't fine. bring any of that stuff down. And then we actually just started making canned cocktails. So the oh. two releases that we have out now is a Five Wives Moscow Mule. Oh, who doesn't love a Which is awesome. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. 10% ABV. It's very spicy. Very, yeah. very spicy. I have to go find one of those. It's yeah. the spiciest of all the um, Moscow Mules on okay. the market. And then we just released a vodka soda with lime. Oh. That one's 7%. There's no sugar in it. It's oh, quite refreshing. That is nice. I'm yeah. assuming you've, had, you've, test, you've tested the waters on this one, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so it is refreshing. I'll yes, take it it's refreshing. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, and it gets the job done. That's super cool. And you're still distilling? And are you part of the process, the distilling process? So I am actually blending. Okay. We um, don't distill our own booze just yet. Okay. Um, we get uh, neutral grain spirit, and then I take it from there and, and blend. So we get um, whiskey and uh, neutral grain spirit come in. That's beautiful. Hey. That's super cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So you started... In the beer world, and then worked up to the distilling world now. Right. I mean, they're kind of the same, like, rather still awesome communities. But yeah. what, what got you into the craft beer scene in the beginning? Um, so I think my it was an easy transition going from the home brew world into craft beer. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. Working at the home brew supply store, that's where I met just about everybody. Right. Uh, Everyone comes to you for all the supplies, basically. Right. Yeah, and, you know, and even professional brewers come in and need... An airlock yeah, sometimes, you do all or the time. you know yeah. something. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it was. It was a good way to open the door. Um, and then you know some friends of mine were opening Roja Brewing Projects, and so I asked. You know, I was like, at that point, I was um, just wanted to continue growing, and I had been at the Beer Nut for twelve years, and so I, I kind of had slowed my learning process. Gotcha. So it was just looking for the next. Thing for me to learn so um yeah rob and chris were kind enough and josh to give me a job and it was you know it was that's so cool good, jamie oh my god good year. Yeah. that's so cool i love Thanks. your story i mean I, about we just met you know personal face to face and then we've been talking online all the time uh, i feel like we're pen pals already oh, right totally yeah. but uh it, to hear your story is awesome Thanks. I love it. I, ugh, I'm geeking. You guys, I can't. This so cool. Well, I have to thank Jackie for getting me into uh, Ogden's own because <sighs> she was like, "Hey, Tim needs an an assistant," and I was like, "Well, they would have to teach me everything." And she's like, "Oh, I, I think that that is workable." And so, I love it. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for being here. By the way, thank you. All right, Corinne, your turn. Um, who is Corinne? I am. I am a, a, a Padawan learner. Um, about 20, I guess it's 23 years ago, my husband and I, with a group of friends, stumbled on this um, little festival in Denver, Colorado, called the Great American Beer Fest. Back tiny. when it was tiny, tiny. <laughs> it was um, smaller than it is now. And you could walk up any day and get a ticket to any session and not have to, you know, set your clock for... Oh, dark hundred and get in a long line of queues and stuff, but simpler times. Um, had no idea what we were getting into. I didn't even really like beer at that time. Um, I was a cocktail drinker and we went and it was a crazy, amazing weekend and we had so much fun and came home. That was in um, September and that Christmas I bought a Mr. Beer kit 
for my husband. And he started homebrewing and um, it became a more of a hobby for him. Um, We started going to all the festivals. Um, I went to 19 continuous GABFs. He has been to um, 22, I think, year before last was 21, 22. I don't know. He's, I, there were a couple, I took a, I took a couple years off, (laughs) but, um, so he got as interested and probably more interested than me. And, um, he is a minor celebrity, um, in Utah. He is, who is your husband, by the way? It's Mikey from Utah beer blog. What? So, um, I created that. I'm not always happy about it, but <laughs> the woman behind, yeah, behind the mic, there's the crin. But because of his contacts, when um, Dave and Peter were starting to look around for a spot, when the when the law changed and you took a brew High Point beer, and they thought, okay, they were in um, aquatic, uh, like brine shrimp business out in the, on the Great Salt Lake. And when the law changed, they said, okay, this is the kind of beer we can get, get behind. We want to start a brewery. M- Mikey met them. And so we kind of became friends. And then several years later, um, I was looking for a new job and we were at a bar one night having beers. And I mentioned that I had had an interview at some place and Dave Cole said, an interview, are you looking for a job? And I said, yeah. And he's like, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm just a customer rep. And he's like, no, what do you do? And so I told him everything I did. And he's like, you need to talk to our people. And that was eight years ago next month. So That's awesome. Nice. I've been there wow. almost from the beginning. Not quite, but almost from the beginning. Look at you. So the guys call me the brewery mom. Um, I kind of keep tabs on everybody. Make sure everybody's okay. And... um. I guess my title is beer traffic controller. Um, I do all I, I do all the orders from all of the distributors. We have recently started self-distributing in Colorado and in California. So I do all of those orders. I work with all the sales reps um, to get that or you know get the the beer orders ready, uh, work with the warehouse to get them planned for um, going out. Uh, I get beer from Salt Lake to. Denver, from Denver to Salt Lake City, so that so we thank have God for you. Is what beer, you're yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'd move a lot of beer around. Um, I, um, in a very minor way, help Jordan when he is planning what to brew and when to brew it, based on the sales and my view. Yeah, and then every week when um, they say we're going to pack this, 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 and this next week, I tell them how to pack it: this many cans, this many kegs, this many bottles. Hey, you are the bee's knees. So, so that's me. <laughs> wow, that's I'm, awesome. I'm busy. Yeah, you are. You I wear busy. a lot of hats. <laughs> I got it. And you're so, only 29 and a half? Yeah, I love yeah. It. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate and I, that. Um, and I am the new financial consultant for Pink Boots. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's very important. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, 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 the only thing that qualifies me for that is that I know how to use a lot of post-it notes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you guys are in good hands. I really like good that. hands. I like that a lot. All right, Miss Jackie King. Ow. Oh, my. Yeah. 
What is up? Nice to meeting you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. I've heard such great things about you over in the old roosters. They're it's all the, lies. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you're a head brewer at the 25th Street yep. facility, correct? Uh, yeah. So uh, with the expansion of our company, my official title is uh, head of R&D. So I get to do all the fun lactose a, beers. Is that Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> yes, D &D? exactly. D&D. <laughs> &D. Uh, yes. so I do all of our research and development. So I get to make the fun stuff. Um, I get to keep tabs on basically like the trend of the beer industry as much as i can <laughs> is so. that is that sometimes uh difficult or kind of uh, watching trends do you just kind of like see trends that you may be against and you're like god damn it oh, or do you see yeah. there are some that have come out lately that i sit there and i'm like oh i i just don't know how these these came into being um, we won't name what they are. Lactose is not one of them. <laughs> but, but unfortunately, to uh, Lauren's chagrin. Um, but yeah, it is, it's interesting. Uh, and as any brewer, and I mean, we were talking about new now, next, all that good stuff. Uh, it is kind of trying to guess what the trend is going to be. At some point in my career, I would like to actually set a trend. I don't yeah. think that'll happen. Oh, it will. <laughs> not oh, it will. Yeah, it's gonna sure. happen. Put it out there. Yeah, not with that attitude. <laughs> uh, with that, I think that's kind of that would be really, really cool to actually be in front of a trend. Yeah, like start the trend, yeah. right? Yeah, the trendsetter. Yeah. That'd be yeah, really cool. Be the trendsetter. Yeah. But yeah, I've been brewing. Um, I've actually spent all of my professional brewing career with roosters. Um, I was <laughs> reminded actually this year by LinkedIn of all places that I have been with Roosters uh, since 2016. So that was kind of, that was exciting for me. Um, and I was fortunate enough to come up in a state where we actually have some females that kind of paved the way for us with Jen Talley, which was oh, awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's nice to have always just been a brewer and not so much a female brewer. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy working for Roosters. It's cool for me to see how we've started as just this little like Northern Utah brew pub that nobody really thought about. I mean, we've been around since 95. We're, we're OG up there. Um, and it's been super cool, especially this last year to see what's happened uh, with the canning pr uh, production facility and going into three other states. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. That's really yeah. cool. We're, we're the big boy in Northern Utah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And do, you get, so. do you get along with the other breweries up there? Utah, and then you have yeah. Talisman. It's super cool. Um, I think all of Utah, I feel like we all have, like, really good relationships mm -hmm. with all oh, the breweries. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't, you're not going to make it in this state. It's just... You're gonna ha like you have to get along. We are yeah. we have so many other things to fight against in this state. So we're I think all of the breweries are friends. But yeah, we we love our little Ogden community. We're super stoked that Ogden River just opened, um, yeah. and Utah opened not that long ago. And then Talisman's been up there. We've got Zalupes too. Uh, they don't have a facility quite yet, but they are producing beer. So that's super cool. Nice. So how what are you in the Pink Boots of Utah? Um, so I am the co-chair. So I am, I told Lauren, I, you, you, I'm your little, uh, like gopher, little, I'm a little rodent. Like, what do you need me Is to do? Is that the animal you really chose? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I just compared myself to a, a varmint. Right? But you're the jackalope. I am a jackalope. Yeah, you are a jackalope. I'm a jackalope. Yeah. mythical yeah. being. I love that. I love it's that. True. The trendsetter. The soon-to-be yeah. trendsetter. Yeah. It makes sense. No, yeah. and I think Jackie is like, you're already a trendsetter. You were the first female brewer oh. I met in the industry. And I remember like just looking up to you and being like, 
I can do this. Like, she's so badass. She, like, you know, you talk about women paving the way, and Jenny Talley, obviously, like, is a goddess, a hero. But, like, you're also my hero. Like, you paved the way for me, I feel like. Like, yeah. No, no, for real. So, I I told... uh, I told Julie, I was like, hey, Jackie's coming. And she goes, shut the fuck up, you yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And she just found yeah, yeah, So yeah. I, I just oh, met you, and I already love you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. I, I'm just like, it makes me so happy to see Julie following her dreams because she freaking rocks it. Thank you. Thank you. I want to say... You did the first glitter beer in Utah. Yeah, right? I believe did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. I know. That, that was the episode we brought on was the Cosmic Fog episode. Yeah. I called it, what did I call it? The Cosmic Brewer? Yeah. Julia, yeah. the Cosmic Brewer. Yeah. We you talked know? about that and we saw some, you know, individuals copy it and then we saw some other ones outside like getting noticed for Julie's beer. And like, that's really cool. Super cool. But you guys are all so far doing your own trends. You guys probably don't even know about it. You guys have. I, I'm just meeting you guys right now, and you guys have touched so many people already. And secretly, I've been watching you guys, you know, from my career coming up to become a brewer. And like, these girls are badass. Like, you guys are just badass. Like, I just, you just have that badassery on you guys, and I like that. So, Jackie, thank you. Thank yeah. you for being the OG up in, uh, in Ogden area. All right, Ms. Lauren Lurch. Hold on. <laughs> you have to drink. I need okay. to know who is the Lauren Lurch. I'm still finding out, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, currently, I'm the brewing supervisor at Uinta. Uh, I was a brewer there starting in 2018. Before that, I was at a couple breweries. I was very briefly Jackie's coworker, actually. <laughs> yes. Then she brought out the bag of lactose, and I. Lauren <laughs> <laughs> said, uh-uh. <laughs> Uh, before that, I, I worked at Saltfire, and before that, I was at Red Rock for a few years. So that's where I started. And you were part of the Crafty Beer Girls. That was something yeah. you were part of. Yeah. Still doing that? Uh, I've kind of taken quite a step back. Um, a little bit before the pandemic hit, it just got to be tedious. Uh, Jenny Schaefer and I had been doing blog posts every other weekend for, geez, I think it was four years. And then I was just like, man, <laughs> that's a lot of my life. So uh, it just got harder and harder. I wanted to go camping and do other things. So kind of let it slide away so um what do you do besides brew beer like what's your hobbies what's what, your hobbies outside what else of beer is there? i don't know I'm asking you. <laughs> no, i don't know beer is life i have a, a dog he's an old man he's a border collie mix named damascus awesome um i found him in damascus virginia that's where his name came from but uh yeah i spent a lot of time with him trying to get up in the mountains um he likes to eat things he shouldn't he was in the emergency vet the other day but oh. he's okay <laughs> Again? So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was Costco muffins this time. Shout out, Costco. Hey, Costco. Costco. <laughs> Those muffins uh, yeah. are delicious. So I can't blame him. Yeah. Like, right? like, yeah. You know, you got it. Yeah. yeah. It was in wrong this time. That is true. And so I, I, you have, uh, I feel like everyone knows who you are in Utah, in Utah County, Utah yeah. Valley, Jeez, Salt Lake County. Yeah. You are Lauren a well-known is, yeah. brewer. That's scary. And no, it's not scary. <laughs> and so... I think you're continuing to make a name for yourself. And people, when they hear you're keep uh, going up and up in Uinta, they're like, it makes sense. And everyone I have met that knows you has nothing but respect for you. And it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. You're awesome. So thanks for being you awesome. awesome. <laughs> and so you, you are the El Presidente of uh, Pink Boots, right? For uh, Utah? The, the, the chapter leader. Chapter leader? Yes. So Early for, for She's the big that. kahuna. Ah, oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. So, so tell me about, for those who don't know, what is Pink Boots? 
God, Jamie's got this down pat. And I'm like on my cell phone before this. I'm like, okay, assist, assist inspire, encourage. Uh, what else do we do? Uh, I'll, I'll let Jamie smooth this over after I butcher it. But uh, the Pink Boots Society is a, a society for women in the fermentation beverage industry. Um, that's kind of a new thing for the longest time. It was for the beer industry. So uh, quick aside, a lot of people think, oh, Pink Boots Society, it's a bunch of women brewers. That's not the case. Um, it's actually anybody in fermentation beverage industry that's a woman employed by one of those industries. So that means you could be a server. You could be a brewer, distiller, cider maker. Maybe you make kombucha. Maybe you are working in an office. doesn't matter. So that's it's rad. a lot more really inclusive cool. than people initially think. Yeah, because I think it's a, yeah, it's, it's a misconcept for that one. Because I, I think about it when I first heard about it, I'm like, oh, female brewers. That's it. Right. It's totally different. Yeah. Wow, it's it's a lot more than that. Um, and I'm really excited that... I think it was maybe within the past six months that they included other fermentation beverage industries. Yeah, and that's I was really going to cool. say, it's pretty new. Because I remember when, even when I first started the chapter, you had to meet like a certain amount of like your pay mm -hmm. was coming mm -hmm. from the beer industry. Um, and then a few years after they expanded that. And then I, yeah, recently they just expanded it to all fermentation, which is awesome because, I mean. It makes again, sense. To me, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. 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 I'm very happy about it because that means yes, I get I know. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, like, oh no, moment when Jamie's like, oh, I'm not working in the beer industry anymore. I was like, <gasps> and then I realized that she'd still be included, and I was like, yes, hell yeah. This so Jamie, what, tell us about more about the pink boots then. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna pass that to Jackie. Yeah, but uh, it's an amazing. So it's a national society. Um, we did not start it. It was already going on. Um, Terry Ferendorf, who actually, her birthday was yesterday. So she started it. Um, and the way that it came about is she was trying to find out how many women were brewing um, in the world. So she was gypsy brewing. She would drive around in her car, stop off at different breweries, and compiled this list of female brewers. Um, and then it turned into creating a society for women in beer and now women in fermentation. So cidery, wine, kombucha, like Lauren was saying. Uh, and the goal is to assist, inspire, and encourage and encourage women in the industry through education. So a big part, actually, like the main part of Pink Boots is education. Um, raising all of our knowledge, if it's on beer styles, if it's on processes, off flavors, lab, um, how to tap a keg, how to properly mm. pour a beer, how to describe a beer to a customer. It's not just like, how do you brew this beer? So it, it really is super inclusive. Um, and one of the coolest things is scholarships. Uh, yes. They offer some amazing scholarships. Miss Lurch over here got, I still think, the coolest scholarship. Yes, was yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 And, and hence the logger love. Yeah, hence the yeah. logger love. Um, <laughs> First of all, Jackie, I just want to say that's why you're my gopher. Because like what? you just crushed that explanation. <laughs> and I'm like, uh. <laughs> I like that. But tell yeah. us about this uh, this scholarship. All right. In 2017, uh, I think it might have been the spring that uh, Julie and uh, uh, Aubrey, yep. right? Uh, you both were like, yo, let's start this Pink Boots chapter in Utah. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like, you know, my coworkers were telling me I should be part of it. I have no idea what it was. Nobody else approached me about it until you did. Um, and so I signed up and I'm like, well, wait, what is what is there to this? Like, we don't really have meetings quite yet. It's an early development here. I know it exists elsewhere, but what else What else they got? 
so then I looked online. I was like, oh, oh, they have scholarships. Rad. And so I saw that there's this one for this trip to go to Germany for 10 days and uh, drive around on his horror bus and, and have like this cultural immersion where we go around to different breweries that have women uh, brewers or in some other leadership capacity. And I was like, that sounds absolutely amazing. Might as well apply. And lo and behold, I got it. Uh, I can't remember what the woman's name was that called me and let me know, but I think she's probably partly deaf. Because <laughs> uh, I, like, yes! I was so excited. Um, but yeah, I, I was extremely lucky. I uh, met some really cool women on that trip, um, men as well, actually. Uh, there was a family from Washington that also jumped on the trip and a few other Pink Boots members. So um, went around to some really small breweries, some big ones. And it was just absolutely fantastic. I remember I was sitting in the airport before that. I'm like, last beer before Germany. And like, that is where Untapped stopped for me. Because <laughs> yeah. it kind of just changed the way that I think about beer in general. It's it's not about how many or what kinds you can drink. It's about the people you drink it with. Mm -hmm. It God, sounds I so sappy, but it's so true. It's very oh awesome. I mean, what we said earlier, you know, it's sharing that pint. It's something about, it's not just men and women. It's just, the, I want to, at the end of the day, just let's have a pint together. And that's how I think the craft beer, or the, the fermentation, you know, the, the distilling world, we are a community. is because, like, I can have a drink with either of you guys, and we can just sit there and chew the fat and just oh, yeah. hang out. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about beer. Like, it's, let's go tie one off. Like, that literally, like, and that's super cool. And it's not about, you know, what gimmicky's out there, or what the cool style is or whatever. But it's like, hey, I, I made this. You want to try it? Yeah, sure. I'll try it. And I love that because I get a lot of support. I mean, seeing Julia, like, Julia's like, I make this beer. I made it. And people come support Julia's beer. Like, hey, Julia, that was good beer. Thanks. Like, she's making these big batches over at work, and she's and she's supporting all these community to come, and, like, let's have a Julie's beer here at Strap Tank, you know, and, and let's all kind of hang out and talk about it and break it down. And watching you guys produce these beers, and people are enjoying them. And that, how does that feel for you ladies? I mean, you guys, when you guys make these beers, or even it help blend, like, when you see people enjoying it, what goes through your mind? Does it blow you away? A little bit? It's pretty cool. It's our beer babies. Gratefulness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Gratefulness. I, like, I I see people, people that I know that don't really know what I do or don't really know that I work in the beer big business. They're, they're like, oh, my gosh, I just, I just tried this new brand of beer because it's their very first Epic beer. And they talk about how much they love it. And I'm like, thank you. That's the nicest thing you could say to me. That's awesome. Um, I don't actually make the liquid, but I'm right there. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's you have cool. like a super important job of it. You know, you are, you know, get, making sure it gets out to people. And, I did. Yeah. I did make a beer and my brewer and my brewers were like, oh, you're going to be here all day. You're going to, you want to do that? You want to grain out? I'm like, yeah, give me that. <laughs> give, give me, me that rake. I want to do it. <laughs> um, but I actually brought that beer today that we made for Pink Boots. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Did you really? I got to see it. It's now, been okay. in my cellar for <gasps> a year. Oh and we God. are going to redo this again this year for the same cause. But um, it's Imperial Pink. And our um, our designer is a female. Huh? And she came up with the rosy concept. And it's um, kind of a take on our Imperial Red. And we do have a lot of loyal fans. It's not a sexy brand or right. sexy style. It's not, you know, hazy. It's not bubblegummy. It's not, um, Static pop, electricity. it's not pop beer, but, um, it's a, it's a tried and true, um, style of beer. And, um, so we, it's just our take on it. So it's supposed to be 
a little pink instead of deep red. And oh, that's beautiful. Anyway, I so I brought that. this so that you oh could. Oh my God, we can all look yeah. at it. Woo! I'm yeah. super cool. <laughs> Fresh out of the cellar. That's awesome. Thanks, Karina. That's, that's that's super cool. And that goes back to what Lauren was saying about, you know, just like just good beer. Doesn't like let's just have that opportunity to drink good beer, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's why you, sometimes you get you get lost in that clickbait of just like seeing what's going on and the new the new fads, the new crazy stuff. And Jackie, you're probably you know trying to see those trends. You're probably rolling your eyes sometimes. You're like, God damn, like I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I want to move to the pink boots, uh, the blend. So explain to me, uh, Jamie, pink boots blend. What's this, the blend all about? Okay, so the pink boots blend is a hot blend okay. that um, our friends at Yakima Chief put together. Um, so in years past, uh, we've gotten together with a large group of Pink Boots members. Lauren and I had the opportunity of doing this a few years ago, um, right before the Great American Beer Festival. So they send samples of a bunch of different hops. And then as we, as a group, we'll put together, um, so you put a hop pellet in your hand and you rub it together and then you smell it and it releases the oils and everything in there release like this beautiful aroma and so taking bits and pieces of each hops you probably put them together and make a blend so what they and then they um have you write down what your preferred blend is and what the most popular of all the hops that are out on display are and ultimately they um the winners the you know in in order of most popular, you know, I guess what got the most amount of votes or whatever, um, mm-hmm. down and we, they decide what the, the blend is for the year. So, and it's a very, um, important part for our collaboration brew day that we do, um, near or around International Women's Day, which is, um, March 8th. And that's yearly, annually. Yes. Every year? Yes, every year. Um, so... They sell that hop and they donate a large portion um, of the profits back to Pink Boots. That directly goes back into the scholarship That's fund. That's beautiful. Uh, it helps every single chapter. Um, so we encourage every brewery to buy the Pink Boots hop blend. Um, so... That's a fundraising opportunity for the hops themselves. Um, Country Malt Group also donates a portion of their proceeds from grain oh, back badass. to Pink Boots. Yeah. Um, every brewery that brews a batch is encouraged to donate a portion of the profits back into Pink Boots. Um, so we have, when we brew beers in our Utah chapter, uh, we get to keep half of the profits in our own chapter to make our own scholarships if we would like. Um, this helps, um, educate more people in our networks and neighborhoods. And then half goes back to national into the big scholarship fund. So this is a big, a big deal for us. It's, um, and it doesn't, you don't have to brew pink boots beer, um, in March. You can brew it anytime. Um, but the, the hops that get released and sent out to the breweries around January or so, which is how Chad got his already, which is super awesome. Chad's always very supportive and, um, he makes some really interesting and cool, uh, different batches with, you know, a small bag of hops. Um, and, and so this year we're going to be doing, it kind of, we've tried to rotate, um, we did our very first collaboration brew at Roosters uh, at 25th Street, 
and um, we made mash the patriarchy. Mash the patriarchy. That's right. Yeah. Mash the patriarchy, and that was a good time. And then next, the next year, we moved um, our Pink Boots Brew Day over to their um, production facility at B Street, and that was called on Wednesdays. We wear pink boots. Uh, it was a hibiscus. Um, Cold. Basically, yeah, I, like hibiscus IPA. IPA. Yeah. It yeah. was all cold edition yeah. hops, so not bitter, but super. And we, can, and we canned it, yeah, yeah. and we canned and it, and we canned it, yeah, um, thirty barrels of that, yes. baby, yeah, yeah. and yeah, <laughs> it was such a beautiful, glorious pink color because those, um, if you've ever made hibiscus tea before, so just soaking those flowers in water, it gives you this really beautiful, like almost. Almost that color. color. Fuchsia. Yeah. That fuchsia yes. color. And it's, yeah, it, it brings. It's a pretty beer. And it was awesome because that particular beer, I think, played very well with the floral aspect of the hop blend of that year. And so the hops and the hibiscus really played super well together. Um, and that was, I mean, we were super stoked with that. And then the next year, which was. I guess it 2020. Was 2020 last yeah. year. Yeah. We barely. Oh, we barely made it. remember yeah. that. That's right. Yeah. We because made. It was two weeks later. We were on lockdown. Yeah. Exactly. So we made Zwickled Pink mm-hmm. at Proper Brewing. Um, this was a super fun time as well. And it was a German lager. So uh, Zwickled is just a beer. It's a really awesome beer style. It's one of one of my favorites, one of Lauren's favorites. Yes. Yeah. Um, lactose. Swickled pink. So it was not a pink beer. It was actually just straight up um, lager beer. Um, so and that, is there a craft uh, pink boots at proper right now that's brewing or do you guys use a facility? It's just the location. So at last year, there were two of our members were employed okay. at proper. Um, two, maybe three. Okay. And, and, we, you know, we thought we'd get a bigger turnout if we had it in Salt Lake. And it was, you know, we just tried to get everybody together. So this year, everybody's encouraged to do their own as well as a collaboration beer. Okay. Uh, so we'll be going back up to Roosters and brewing another version of the On Wednesdays We Wear Pink Boots. Ooh. And we'll brew that on... On International, on international Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. And that's March, March 8th. March 8th, yeah. yeah. And one of the, I would say, like, one of the misconceptions about, like, these Pink Boots beers, so there are, I mean, there are two ways that you can go to support Pink Boots. So if you're doing, if you're buying the Pink Boots blend, I mean, you can use it in any style of beer throughout the year whenever you want. That's an automatic donation. I want to say it's, like, $4. I think it's 3 per 3 pound. from every pound goes straight to the Pink Boots fund. Um, and anybody can do a Pink Boots collab brew, too. Uh, the only thing that makes it a collab brew is you are donating directly to Pink Boots from the sales of that beer. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can be like a set number per barrel. It can be a set number per pint. Or it can just, you know, you can throw a number out there and say, okay, we're donating $500. Um, But that's that's kind of the difference between them. So, I mean, we can have multiple Utah Pink Boots collab beers coming out. And that's actually what we would like to see, especially in 2021. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, just sign up your collab brews online on the Pink Boots website. Yeah. yeah. So can it, is it just females brewing it, or can it be anyone come brew it when it comes to these collabs? Uh, anybody. Anybody, anyone? yeah. Okay. Yep, as long as you're making that donation to PBS, um, anybody can do a collab. So That's so cool. Yeah. Saltfire does a collaboration with the Pink Boots Hot Blend with the local um, homebrew club, the Hot Bombshells. Okay. So that is their... They're like uh, 
their version of the Pink Boots beer, and Ryan donates a portion of the profits to that back to Pink Boots. That's super cool. That's it's awesome. Amazing, yeah. And then, Julia, you have one coming up, right? Yes, yeah. So I'm doing mine uh, March 9th, the day after International Women's Day. Um, and I've got servers signing up to come in and brew with us. Uh, we've got Diaz from Sweet Vinyl. Uh, shout out oh, to Diaz. Yeah. yeah, Diaz. And I think Holly Stone. Uh, so we have uh, owners of Holy Stone distilling. Might be coming, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, Super so cool. hopefully we'll get I'll get a good turnout of ladies to come brew with yeah, me. Really cool. I'm, I'm all alone down there all the time, so it'll be nice having people with me. <laughs> and then when it goes to that, how many members of the Pink Boots are there in Utah? Is it once you're a member, you're a member for life kind of thing, or you have to be in the industry? Well, so um, it's encouraged to, well, you have to be in the industry. You have to make, um, I think 25, it's 25%, 25% of your income needs to come from the fermentation industry. Uh, at our largest, we had 38 members in our chapter. Um, 28 right now. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So we had lost quite a few members, um, probably due to financial reasons and just 2020 just sucked donkey balls. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so, and with the, I mean, we did have servers, I mean, because it is all inclusive. And so we did have people who were front of house that were members, but Due to COVID and closures and lockdowns, lost their jobs or were cut way back and so couldn't continue to participate, which is sad. And hopefully we'll get back to a better normal um, and and our, you know, get our, our right. numbers up again. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully 2021 looks a lot better than 2024. So good, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But how, how did, if I wanted to become, or if I was a you know, female in the industry and I wanted to become a Pink Boots member, how do I go about that? So you go to the Pink Boots website, which is uh, www.pinkbootssociety.org, and uh, you can locate a chapter and apply. Uh, it's um, $45 for a year, and you it's really that $45 that you pay annually really goes for a lot. They have so many resources uh, available. Um, and one of the scholarships that they offer is a Cicerone uh, certification. Um, so there are few different levels of uh, Cicerone certification that you can get. So the beer server um, is the first one. Um, And they are programs that if you apply for it, uh, there's a potential that you can get um, your your schooling paid for. Um, Certified Cicerone is next. And that one is um, a couple thousand. How much money is uh, that one again, Lauren? Four hundred bucks. Like yeah, yeah, four or five hundred. Yeah, and it's a pretty yeah. in-depth test. I mean, you've got to, you have to study for that. Miss Lurch can speak. To yeah, that. I was gonna say, Lauren, you were yeah. the first uh, female in Utah to have it, correct? I don't like the attention. <laughs> so you and Becca, let us brag yeah. about you. Yeah, uh, I had um, Becca and Ellie. Uh, oh, Becca right. still works for Epic, and Ellie is formerly. She works uh, for yeah, sorry, proper. Uh, I, I'm looking directly at your shirt. <laughs> I'm like, um, they both reached out to me and they were like, hey, we heard that you were doing this certified Cicerone thing. Like, can we study together for a little bit? And so uh, we got together and we had like our little study club for a bit. It was really fun, uh, educational. Um, but yeah, both uh, Ellie and Becca and Jack Kern, um, they are all certified Cicerones. And I think at this point, there's probably eight in Utah. I think there were maybe five or six when I got mine. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's 10 now. I don't know. Um, I want to say somebody from Carlson. It might have been I think, Utah or 
talisman that got it. Probably Utah. I can't remember, but I uh, I proctored one of the tasting exams at Squatters a couple years ago and remember seeing a couple people there that I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Lauren was awesome. Yeah. yeah. When I thought about getting my second level and she offered so much advice and so much knowledge on it and yeah, it was awesome. So I feel like Lauren's like the knowledge lady, like she just she knows is, yeah, so much. Like, Education yeah. ambassador. I know. She yeah. is. <laughs> The more you know, the more you know you don't know. And that is just forever going to beat me over the head. But once so. you surrender to that, though, you understand you just want to learn everything. You're just like I – because I remember early 20s early or late teens, early 20s, I was the beast knees. I knew everything, right? I mean yeah. – and then you got humbled at some point. You're like, hey, I don't know anything. <laughs> and that's when you're like, yeah. I want to know everything. Now, now I want to learn all these things. And that's, that's where you're at, Lauren. You just want to know. And that's great. Yeah. It's insatiable. I like so that. it always should be. Just to back up, a Cicerone, a certified Cicerone, is a beer version of a sommelier in wine. So you know in all the ins and outs of every beer, every beer style. Pairings. Pairings. Yeah. Uh, you have yeah. to know what off flavors off, yeah. are present, um, uh, the flavors and aromas and hops in grain, every like every single detail yeah. about beer. That and some technical, some, yeah. you know, how to tap Lots a keg. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how do beer tap towers work? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, it's intense, but there's a reason why it's so intense because you want it, you got to know that stuff. I mean, right. it's just, it's super cool. I mean, that's always a goal, right? I mean, yeah. to be Cicerone certified. Yeah, right? Really cool. Or, yeah. <laughs> uh, for, I was going to ask you ladies, um, the impact you guys have had in the brewing community in Utah. I want you to kind of step back a little bit and just see you guys each are in, in the brewing industry. And Utah is a cool network of just craft beer. You know, I know Utah has that niche for, you know, the, the predominant religion. And it's kind of, you know, you don't think of Utah as a beer drinker, a beer drinking state. So being women inside of the industry, what's it mean for you guys? What impact have you guys, you think you've been doing? What impact do you think uh, you've had? Uh, I, I, I like Lauren don't like a lot of the attention, but I've been told by a handful of brewers in the state that they are where they are because I taught them how to homebrew or gave them a start. I can't take credit for that. Um, I feel like I offered a job to people who wanted to learn and I, you know, together we put our heads together and um, they put forth the effort. Uh, I did joke a lot at being at the beer net that I was supplying the brewers of, <laughs> because that's where they went. It's from true. Yeah. My yeah. job yeah, and from yeah. the beer net, they went into the brewing industry. Um, it's very humbling to think of that. And, but I mean, again, at the same time, they had the the desire and the um, the drive to learn more about making excellent beer. And then that's just the next step. You know, I mean, Home brewing into craft beer is, you know, a yeah. lot of a lot of people do it. It's not necessarily like a must, but I think in job interviews, uh, when you're working for a brewery, they want to know what you know about beer, what you know about the process. And I think you know, getting your start as a home brewer, you you have a basic knowledge of of how these ingredients make beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And do you guys love still to this day teaching individuals if they ask you questions or do questions? I mean, you like the People, hey, what's this, this? And you're like, ah, I love, not that I'm the center of attention, but you like to be asked those questions. You like being asked, hey, I have a beer question for you. And is that still get, oh, yeah. still get and you guys? Yeah. do that all I the think time. These ladies, knowledge. these people, 
they're like an invaluable resource yeah. to our community. And these ladies know so much and people ask them all the time and, and maybe not ask them how to make a beer, but what do you think about this? What do you think about this new trend? What do you think about this new style? What are your thoughts about this new brew system? What are your thoughts about this? And, you know, so people are learning, even if it's not in an instructional um, setting, they're still learning from these ladies. Yeah. And, and you guys, need and to, that's amazing. And, and they're inspiring. Yeah. And that's, you need, I mean, I know you guys don't like the limelight and you don't like the attention, but the fact that you guys are in a, in a weird way, kind of helping, helping people without knowing you're helping people. That should just, I don't know. For me, if I could help someone without knowing I'm helping someone, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I made me feel good. Right. And you guys are doing that. And that's, it's really cool about you ladies because you guys continue to grow. Like I still see you guys continually make stuff. You guys are growing. You guys, are, you guys are obviously passionate about pink boots, and this is super cool. Like I really want my pair of pink boots. I was telling Julie, like I <laughs> want pink boots. <laughs> and excited yes. for her for uh, the collabor collaborations that are coming out. I'm excited to see what you guys do in the future. Um, when it comes to uh, home brewing, do you guys still dabble in the home brew? I know you guys you have your own your big breweries, <laughs> but. Well, Lauren and Julie and I have thoughts on this. Um, my thing is, when you're brewing on a commercial system, like, yes, it's it's amazing. I love experimenting. That's, like, my favorite thing to do. But, God, thank God for CIPs. Like, <laughs> I, I cannot yeah. bring myself. The last time I homebrewed, I looked at my setup and thought, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, I I can't. Jackie, what does CIP mean? <gasps> CIP means clean in place. <laughs> da, da, da. I love you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that means that you add your chems to hot water, make sure that your dilution rates are on, and you, to quote the old Instamercial, <laughs> set it and forget it. Set it, wrong code. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, so, well, I mean. And those chemicals aren't. Even available for homebrewers. No. So yeah, like yeah. when you're homebrewing, you're like, oh, everything's so dirty. Like, yeah. <laughs> Gives I like itching myself. I'm all, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. It's, it's dirty. Like it's I infected. Have, I know it. <laughs> I haven't homebrewed for probably three years. Uh, I I kind of like to think of it maybe in a bartender sense, where it's like if you're slinging cocktails all night, the last thing you want to go do is like get home and make a margarita for yourself. Like now you're just going to pour whiskey neat and you're going to be happy. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Oh, huge sense. I guess, uh, Lauren, I got a question for you. You might have to go to your co-chair for this one, but <laughs> what goals do you have for Pink Boots in 2021? Uh, I want to regain membership. Um, not only from people that have lapsed membership, but people that may know other people that want to be part of, of the, uh, the chapter. Um, I want meetings to be uh, monthly and planned out. Um, we just started also having a weekly happy hour on Fridays at 530. Um, I want it to be more accessible to people in non-beer fermentation industries. Um, I think it's become such a habit to talk about like beer this, beer that in our chapter that it's I myself am constantly tripping over like brewer, everybody. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping to make that more accessible. Um, and I'm going to start reaching out to people that I've known in the cider making industry or the, uh, distillation or whatever. And just trying to be like, Hey, like, remember that group that you said you wanted to be part of anyway, but we kind of had to tell you that you weren't allowed. Well, guess what? Why don't you come join us? That's awesome. Um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm hoping we can start building up our personal chapter fund and doing, uh, local chapter scholarships. 
um, and just growing it from there. I like that a lot. That's really. Cool. I hope the best for you guys. I really do. Uh, Jackie, question for you. Yeah. So how how would you going off of what Lauren was saying? How do you go with someone that says I don't like beer? I don't want to. But you you think they'd be good at being oh, part of the Pink Boots? We always like if somebody doesn't like beer. One, if obviously like if they're in the fermentation uh, industry, like come join. But everybody that says they don't like beer, it's not that they don't like beer. They just haven't found a beer that they like yet. Um, I 100% agree it with is, that. It really just takes a couple of questions to figure Do you out. like wine? Like, yeah, yeah. What don't you like about beer? Do yeah. you not like the sweetness? Do you not like the smokiness? Is it bitter? What do you not like about beer? Because we can find you a beer you like. I promise you that. Um, so I always approach it that way. And then also just our industry itself. I love the beer industry. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, for anybody out there that's looking to get into the industry too... I would say uh, check Indeed. I know that there are a ton of job openings right now in the industry. Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. Is there a way we can pause this? Absolutely. Corey, you okay with that? Let's just take a quick break. Shout out to our sponsors, Kings Peak Coffee Roasters. Kings Peak Coffee Roasters takes coffee seriously. They source their beans from sustainable farms worldwide ensuring every sip is a celebration of exquisite flavors from captivating blends to single origin roasts. King's Peak's friendly staff embodies hospitality and coffee passion, guiding you on an unforgettable coffee journey. King's Peak is committed to a positive impact on the coffee supply chain, supporting farmers and artisans globally. Whether you're a seasoned coffee aficionado or a curious newcomer, King's Peak is your coffee sanctuary. Explore their selection of coffees, accessories, and gifts, and join us in celebrating the joy of coffee and human connection. Discover King's Peak Coffee Roasters, where coffee dreams come true. Until the next bean, my friend. Experience Clearwater Distilling, Utah County's exclusive gem of a distillery. With quality in every sip, their in-house crafted spirits like Scandalous Cinnamon Whiskey is unlike any other, a mark of their commitment to perfection at its best. With Clearwater, you acquire versatile spirits and unforgettable moments. Their diverse selection of spirits can be enjoyed neat or in cocktails, enhancing every occasion in any situation. Also, with their own humidor, explore their custom curated cigar collection, the ideal pairing for their fine spirits. Clearwater is where we go for an amazing cigar and whiskey pairing. Head to Clearwater Distilling for yourself to see where spirits become memories. Cheers to excellence in Utah County. See you at Clearwater. All right, ladies, back. Um, we had some beers. We were talking. Uh, let's pick up where we left off. I have a question I just want to start off. It's going to be a weird question. but I like it already. All right, there we go. Corinne, who's your celebrity crush? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's curveball. Jason Momoa. Oh, I he lo- came to Strap Tank. He came to Strap Tank. Oh, my God. He said my beer was one of the best beers I've ever had. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Geek out, because I, I geek out. I got <laughs> I do like I do like Jason, but I am older than you, ladies. So um, Matthew McConaughey. All right, oh, all right, all right. I get you. I like that. So yeah, and now he's uh, hawking some whiskey, so he's even more there you go. Fresh even better. So he's getting better with age, literally. Yeah. He, wow. um, what was the TV show he did? And he was drinking Lone Stars. Oh yeah. And I remember I was like. Fuck, I love me some Lone Stars. I got really into Lone Stars. <laughs> Anytime anyone was going down to like Mesquite or Vegas, I was like, hey, you want to pick me up some Lone Stars? Yeah, my, down my family is from Texas and I would go um, 
to Texas for, uh, you know, some summer breaks. And that's when the drinking age was lower there. And um, you could like pop into a beer bar and, and just get bottles. They didn't oh, yeah. have draft. It was just oh, bottle yeah. and bars. And get super drunk and then go to Whataburger at two in the morning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rudy's. No, but we didn't do, we were, I'm from, my, my mom's family is from a very small um, town in Southeast Texas. So we went to the regular little diner that had um, Frito Pie. Oh my God. Oh. Wait, what part, of, what city? I got to know now. Because I'm from Hidalgo, which is by uh, McAllen, Texas. Um, Beaumont and Port Arthur, Port oh, Natchez. Oh my God. So my grandparents lived in Natchez. That's beautiful. So, oh, yeah. I, you guys are getting cooler and cooler. <laughs> Can we keep talking for hours? <laughs> yeah, ladies. Sorry. All right. Uh, Jackie, question for you. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm dying to ask you this one. What is your favorite style of beer? Oh God. I don't want to hear it. Lactose. <laughs> so my favorite beer to drink, and I think that, I honestly think this should be at, like the answer of every brewer, um, like go-to beer is a Pilsner because you cannot hide anything yeah. in a Pilsner. Yeah. That is like the true test. Can you make a good, clean beer? Um, and like, God, they're just so good. Mm -hmm. Give me that crispy boy every day. They're so <laughs> easy to drink. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, now, my some of my favorite beers to drink lately, I do like a milkshake IPA every once in a while. Um, I do like new school IPAs with late hop additions. But actually, like, I have Pacifico, and I have uh, yeah. a couple of Pilsners in my fridge right now. Uh, I also did not drink anything for 19 days because I was supposed to not drink the whole month of February just to see if I could do it. But, meh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's your job, though. Come on. Yeah, it's your job. It's, yeah, you made it. I made it nineteen long days. enough. Yeah. yeah. So I actually <laughs> have a question for Jackie as well. Uh, me and David were talking earlier, and he said he had read somewhere that you talked about how you wanted to start a sour program. Yeah. At yeah. And as you know, sours. Well, a very special place in my heart. Yes. <laughs> Scare the shit out of me. Right. <laughs> so uh, if anybody is unfamiliar kind of with the setup of Roosters, so like I said, uh, we've been around since 95, started off as brew pubs. Um, so we have three locations. We're downtown Ogden. That's the original 25-year-old uh, facility. The building itself is like 1892. Um, we're on the historical register. It is... Pretty rad. I actually cellar in a cellar. Um, all of our beer is gravity transferred, which is one of the best things you can do for beer. Um, it's the gentlest thing you can do when you're transferring beer. But obviously with a 25-year-old facility um, and with a building that's 100 plus years old, you have some issues. Um, my cellar floor is crumbling in a couple of spots. And I just think that would be the perfect spot to start a wild fermentation sour program because it oh. is separate from all of our other facilities. There's no cross-contamination. Um, there's question as to whether or not that could survive in Ogden. Um, I'm trying to prove everybody wrong and say, hey, like, Ogden likes cool things. <laughs> like, we're rad up there, too. So that's, that is my dream. We'll see if it happens. But yeah, that's well, a... you have my full support. If <laughs> yeah. I need to go talk yeah, to anyone at Roosters, yeah. I'll be like, no, Jackie's come got collab. this. She can do it. Yeah. Let's get a sour program here. See, ladies, trendsetter. It's going to happen. Yeah, there you it's go. It's going to happen. Yes, I yes. believe. I like that. All right, Jamie, question for you. Okay. What do you want when it comes to the end of the day and in, in, in the world of brewing and distilling, uh -huh. um, what do you want to be known as, known for? 
Oh, man. Uh, he asks some really like hard questions sometimes. Question. I'm always like, oh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, probably a teacher. I like right? that. Yep. Um, That's beautiful. I like that. It's a simple answer. I love it. Because it's it's so much to it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where probably my pa- I'm the most passionate. I think that's why I've been in this industry for so long. I love teaching people about the ins and outs of beer, and I'm learning more about um, distilling. I'm currently taking my um, general distilling certificate through IBD. Yeah, and so I love to learn, and then it helps me learn more by teaching yeah. so i like that say yeah a teacher ah i like that yeah. all right lauren you ready for your random question fire away <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> what's the most sensible thing you've ever heard someone say doesn't matter if you have an innie or an Audi. <laughs> <laughs> yep can we be best friends <laughs> I can't take that for myself. Kevin Templin told me that all the time. Yeah. That's I funny. love how quick she was with yeah. that, too. She knew. She yeah. was it's ready for it. It's such a good quote. Yeah. It is. Yeah. All right, Julia. Ready for your question? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> three things in your bucket list. Tell me three of them. Oh, uh, so um, Number one, go to Russia. I want to go to Russia so bad, guys. So bad. I'm terrified of Russia, but also it's amazing there, I feel like. So that's number one. Ooh, uh, number two, bucket list. Um, either work for uh, Jester King, Russian River, or start my own sour brewery. Um, although Russian River does more uh, IPAs as well, but they're sour programs. They're sours. Oh, yes, Pilsner, yep. though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Lauren. <laughs> um, and then number three. Oh, I don't. My word, I'm not good at bucket list, guys. Um, I literally can't think of uh, a number no three. That's, okay. that's okay. okay. Like a beer that you want to drink that you never had to. Oh yeah, the opportunity to drink. Before. Oh, I feel like definitely Lauren's experience, like going to Germany or like going uh, to Belgium and like. Oh yeah, let's Trappist beers, like just yeah, a gotta beer go to that is yeah. like. Gotta I want to go, go to Orval's. So yeah, good. like just somewhere where you know, like monks are making beers, yeah. and you're just. Yeah. I you like know, that. I think Prim- that's the. That's the, you know, that's the Mecca of beer, right? Yeah, like, right. Mm-hmm. just to go to a monastery and drink some beer that a monk has made that, you know. How about bathe in a cool ship <gasps> at Jester King? Okay, yeah, yeah. that too. That too. <laughs> that, like, dude, that is so disgusting. Just have <laughs> bacteria infect me? Like, like, yes, I don't God. know. Which is hilarious because I did actually, I had David when he brewed the sour with me. I had him try the sour while it was still live bacteria in it. And he was like, there's bugs inside me. I can feel them inside. I was like, yes, it's great, right? Like, like why does it smell like tomato juice? <laughs> I was tomatoes. like, it's amazing, David. Yeah. So, Julie, Corinne and I went to Cantillon. 
It was the religious pilgrimage of oh, a lifetime. Oh, yes. I never need to do another brewery tour no, in my right? life. Never like, again. Nope. It was, they brew twice a year. Yeah, like. It amazing. was amazing. That's all amazing. I need. Like, just that, you know, that idea of like, they brew just to keep themselves up and living yeah. and like, you and know, it just. They have not changed their yeah. brewing system in it's, however, like a hundred years. Yep. Yeah. They still have the same equipment. Huh. And they brew just enough for their needs. Uh-huh. They don't yep. brew, you know, they don't get greedy. They don't get, their ego doesn't get big. It just is, it is what it is. And it's pure and. That was amazing. Beautiful, right? <laughs> Belgium is amazing. If you ever have the opportunity and you're interested in a beer inspired vacation i mean we just and and it's old it's it's old and it's historical and so much has taken place you got cobblestone walkways oh my gosh but it's like transcending into a different time and my favorite thing of the whole trip was just to sit outside and drink beer and watch what was happening and look at all the buildings and all the people going around. But, I mean, Belgian beer is probably my favorite style. So I was in heaven. And Lauren and I are going back to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I would love to go to Germany. But there, that is next on my bucket I think list, there is, is like a different culture there. Uh, I've talked to David about this. And I talked about when I was on the podcast, like uh, the culture of England and British mm-hmm. styles beers. Yeah. Germany has, you know, but it all is the same culture of it. Like this drink that brings us together. Make and the best you're just liquid you can. In the moment yeah. with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it is it's, it is such a beautiful thing. It's not thing. what you drink, but who you drink it with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's my new mantra. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, Lauren. Nice. That was awesome. Yeah. And it makes so much sense because we all can agree to that and I'll attest to it. I mean, it's yeah. beautiful. And that's what we're doing. Uh ladies, I mean one of the couple of last few questions for you. I won't take more of your time. I mean, I, I, I would literally drink with you guys the rest of the day if I could. <laughs> I really could. Don't get me wrong. Um, what attracted you guys to brewing or distilling or the alcoholic world, I guess? That sounds weird. I mean, but you understand the what, – what got you to where you guys are now? And Jamie, I'll start with you. Why, why were you attracted to it? How were you attracted to it? I love the idea of making something and being like, I did that. I like that the creative aspect of brewing beer and um, making booze. There is no, well, I mean, I'm sure there are other, other um, avenues that you could be creative, but I feel like being a brewer, distiller, cider maker, vintner, the creative nature of that is incredible to be able to put your mark on something that is out into the world. I think that is so rad. And something that people are consuming mm-hmm. and loving and enjoying. And, you know, it is. I'm I completely agree with that. Now. I'm <laughs> I'm in yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A part of me is in you now. Yeah. I like that. What about you, Corinne? Um, Mine is more a sense of community. Um, you know, I'm a transplant. My dad was in the Air Force. So I didn't grow up here. So when I moved here, it was kind of a foreign land to me and when we kind of got into the beer industry and to drinking beer and meeting more people in beer 
it was like, these are my people. I finally found my people. You know, I found my tribe. And so for me, it's community. And I mean, it's, it's, it's great that I actually have an Im input on a product that goes on a shelf that makes some money for a company and supports a lot of other people that I live by. Um, but it's, it's the people that I have met have become not friends, but family for me. Yeah, that's beautiful. I like that. Because you guys, you guys walked in here today at the studio, and you guys are immediately like, they're all best friends. Like, <laughs> so you saw Julia, Julie! Like, and and that, that, that community, that camaraderie you guys have is palpable, and it's so awesome. Julia, what about you? Um, that kind of goes with actually what uh, my question I have for you guys is um, how Pink Boots has affected your life. Because I think that's a massive thing with me for Pink Boots is just the fact that I know I have a community there. Um, you know, anytime I get in trouble or any questions I have, even if they're silly questions, I think during shutdown, I texted Jackie and Jamie about uh, like liquor laws. Like I was just like, oh, wait, I'm not familiar with this. This is new territory. It's just that comforting like we have this community and the Utah beer community is massive and awesome and very supportive. But then even inside that, Pink Boots has its own community. And um, especially for someone like me, uh, not to say I love men. Men are wonderful and great and approachable, but I would prefer to approach a woman, um, especially about something that I don't know about and being able to ask them, you know, uh, I don't, I don't understand this or, you know, I feel less vulnerable telling a woman like, wait, I don't get this about brewing. I don't know what's going on here. I think you get a different um, explanation from a woman than you do from a man that the end result explanation is the same but the approach mm -hmm. yes definitely definitely mm. um, and that's not here nor there it's differences yeah. in you know the way yeah. people approach things yeah how we work through problems yeah. like where our minds are gonna kind of attack things differently so right. I, I it is it's great i mean there are we on the national level we have message boards you can shoot questions i mean to women in australia mm -hmm. the, and that's the greatest thing about pink boots is because you you are a, a local member, but you're also a national member, and there are there are questions firing away, and questions you didn't even know you had, but you see somebody else ask it, and you were like, I didn't know that. Now I know that. That's going to help me. Or things you've always suspected that had finally been put <laughs> yeah. into yeah. Yeah, yeah, into facts. Yeah, yes. oh. yeah, yeah. You were like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. I, knew I told that. you. Yeah. I fucking I, knew it. I, I, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and there are those moments that, yeah, like, there are even things that I do know that I question myself constantly. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just going to another woman is easier than for me to admit <laughs> to a man, like, all right, well, I know this, but I maybe am not quite sure about it. Could you, you know, just validate me for a second? <laughs> um, I feel like women have that more, uh, I don't know, I guess, capacity to validate, you know. Yeah. And so it's easier to reach out to someone, you know, and these wonderful women in Utah in the industry and be like, hey, I, I'm pretty sure this is right, right? And them confirming like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're good. It's such an easier, you know. Yeah, it makes sense thing. to me. I yeah. mean, it's, I'm sitting here going, oh, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> so what I do to my wife, I'm like, oh, I bro talk her. I'm like, did you not know this already? Kind of thing. But then I came from, yeah, two younger sisters, my mother, and even the dog was a girl. So I had that like soft, I am not, I'm a softy. So like, I understand I have my problem is validating, but I also, when someone approached me to a question, I, I, I sit there like if I were to approach them with a question. So then that's how I teach or I kind of, um, I don't give that. Yeah. I see where you guys, that's weird. I, I'm listening to you guys tell me this. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I do that. But yeah, it's awesome because I, I think if I have questions, I like going to Julia sometimes be like, Julia, I don't want to get yelled at. <laughs> what question? And she'll be able to be like, yeah, because she probably would have the same question or she's, it's a wrong term, but nicer about it in ways. Not that it's wrong or right, but I feel, yeah, I get that. That's, hmm. you guys are just blowing my mind today. I'm sitting back. Hmm. But Jackie, what about you? What's something that got you? Why are you a brewer? Why are you where you are? Uh, so I actually, like Crin, I'm a military brat. Um, and I spent a lot of time uh, in my early youth growing up in Germany. Um, and then I also have my degree in history. So the historical and cultural aspect of beer kind of in general is what really got me into beer. And then also the fact like my high school counselor never told me that you could do this, that this was like a viable option for <laughs> for a career. You mean I can make money from yeah, making beer? I can make right. beer. I yeah. can like combine science and like the artistic crazy side of my brain that never shuts up into one thing that, you know, you can profit off of and also make people happy. So it just... Uh, for me, it's the perfect combination of everything um, this industry really is. And again, I mean, if you've ever thought about getting into fermentation, like, just make that leap. Dip your toes in. Start beer tending. Start home brewing. Uh, make wine at home. Make cider at make home. Make a cider. Yeah, cider is <laughs> yeah, super. Cider yeah. is easy. <laughs> cider brewer. I mean, yeah. and, and my, I'm not a cook. So I, my brain equates brewing. To cooking, I'm. A, I mean, I'm a good all-in-one pan. Show, shove it in the oven. Those uh, types of meals, I'm really great at. But trying to get like three or four pans, cooking everything out on, at the same time on the table just stresses me out. So, in my mind, I would think I can't do that. I can't cook. I can't brew beer. I can't do that. And um, Jamie got me to make a cider at home. And it was fun and it was enlightening and I could do that. I could brew a beer if I wanted to. And I wouldn't have done that without her. She teacher. She's the teacher, teacher. yeah. Teacher. teacher. Yeah. Beer is just a malt hop casserole. Just yeah. like, like, it's a hot <laughs> dish. Hot you know? dish. Yeah. Hot, hot plate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hot dish, you're right. All right, Lauren. Why are you who you are? Why are you so knowledgeable? Why is your thirst for beer still there? I don't know, man. It just tastes good. Um, I I got into beer and brewing because of the Cicerone certification program. Uh, I worked at Whiskey Street downtown. Uh, I was a server there for a while and just kind of started latching onto the different kinds of beers that we served and trying to figure out why they were what they were and why people liked them. And then I started just learning more and more about them and correcting customers, which I probably shouldn't have been doing. Well, actually, yeah. um, <laughs> that is a lager. So uh, <laughs> I guess I just fed my snobbery. Maybe that's all this is. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, but some friends told me that I should start checking into this uh, Cicerone certification program, specifically the beer server, which is level one. Um, so I, I bought a book called Tasting Beer by Randy Mosher. 
I think that it should be the first beer, uh, the first book in everybody's beer book library. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I tore that book apart. I highlighted everything. I wrote it down on paper, all of it, all the notes. Um, I, I went really overboard. And then I took the online exam and I was like, that's it? What, but what else? And then that's when I started studying for the second one. Uh, and people were telling me, oh, you should go work at a brewery. Like, this is silly. I'm like, but then I won't make any money. <laughs> uh, still kind of true to the state, but yeah. I don't regret it. Um, yeah, I don't regret the choice at all. On a side note, every brewer in the state of Utah has a sugar mama or sugar daddy. Thank to God. To enable us to make <laughs> low, Do low, not low get in this industry to make money. I Do not. So exposed. Do yeah. not think that you're going to like, also don't think you're just going to start off and like open your own brewery and be super successful Uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. like cut your teeth like for real if you want to be in this industry get a job at an existing brewery and build up from there yeah and 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 start on the pack line you know it's not glamorous but we would be nothing without our packagers exactly. and seller people exactly (laughs) i i love i love those guys they're the guys who do what i what I lay out, they follow my plan and they are the people who, who, I mean, they're not the most important people. Everybody's important without the liquid, they'd have no job, but without them packing it correctly so that it doesn't oxidize or, you know, so that we don't have issues, it wouldn't go out on the shelf. Yeah. But it is, it seems to be the entry level. In, in 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 Utah anyway, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the same outside of the state, but it seems to be the entry level. But you have to pay your dues. You can't just jump in and be a brewer on day one. You gotta and and you'll learn so much more if you get into you know warehousing, production, cellaring, and and move your way up. Each step of the journey, you learn a little bit more yeah. that enables you to make that step up to a brewer. No, yeah, I think that's the. Uh... You know, best way to learn is start out at those bottom levels, work your way up, learn everything there is to know in the brewery. Um, Because especially when you get into positions, you know, like I was thrown into my position, um, even Derek, without Derek's training, our uh, master brewer, brewmaster, um, (laughs) if he didn't have the training he did, if he hadn't started out on, you know, packaging lines, he wouldn't know what to do. You know, we have problems all the time that come up in the brewery mm-hmm. that he has to solve or I have to solve. And you wouldn't know how to solve those without starting at the bottom, working your way up. If yeah. you're brewing beer, but you've never washed a keg before, yeah, you're going to run into problems. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, be well-rounded. And also, I mean, some people don't like brewing. Um you know, some people what? in, no, I'm saying like some people love cellaring, like yeah. that's their calling. They want to, I, I mean, Chad, like Chad just wants to cellar. Like he, he could care less about ever brewing Chad at Ketos. He like, he loves cellaring. And some would argue that yes, there is more finesse in cellaring because everything is cold. You're, I mean, when you're brewing, you can boil some of that crap out, but I mean, cellaring, you have to be a little bit tighter there. So cellaring is less forgiving. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You ladies are blowing, continually blowing my mind. (laughs) Love it. One last question for you ladies. All right. What can I, 
as a you know taste masters podcast a new brewer what can i do to help you ladies in the pink boots just talk about our organization get people interested tell them to contact us if you know someone who wants to be a part Send them our way. Them our way. Yep. And then buy our collab beers. Buy our, yeah. Yeah. Go to Strap Tank, buy that collab beer. When you see the Roosters collab beer, buy that. I have a feeling you is gonna be doing one that's gonna be on tap at the at the pub. Get that. Epics. We're That'll be do in the ours liquor in store. A bottle again, and it'll yeah. go to the liquor store. Yeah, so pick yeah. up those collab beers. Definitely. Buy those beers. That's the biggest way you could help. And don't mansplain. Uh, the first ever beer fest <laughs> I had. I thought it was uh, Lauren and Jackie that were like, all right, every time a man mansplains to you, you got to chug a beer. Yep. <laughs> she didn't Needless to say, <laughs> I was passed it was out a on the last 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, needless to say, it was, it was not a good time. I mean, it was a good time, but it wasn't a good time. <laughs> if we have a few minutes, is it possible to plug something? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, ha, this is sort of like super personal for me. In 2019, I was diagnosed with breast cancer um, a few months after my mom had passed. So uh, a friend of mine is um, the in charge of fundraising at Leukemia Lymphoma mm-hmm. Society in Utah, and she. Uh, asked if I would be run as a candidate for man or woman of the year um, for leukemia and lymphoma. So I am launching a campaign and these lovely ladies are going to help me raise as much money as I can for cancer research. And I, in sort of a off way to figure out how to raise money in a unique fashion, have decided to um, put together a homebrew competition. Yes. Um, something For the second time, I think. Hmm? Yeah. So the Beehive Brew Off yes. is my baby. That's that I initiated that um, a few years ago at, through the beer night. So this competition is um, you have to brew a red beer because leukemia and lymphoma is for blood cancer. Uh, red beer. It can be any kind of red beer. Not a red ale. It could be a lager with lactose and beets. It could. <laughs> it, could be, it could be a raspberry sour. It could be. Yeah. Any any red beard, it'll be judged based on creativity and use of red ingredients. Uh, the entry fees will be $30, and 100% of the money that we collect will go back to Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And the winner will get to brew their recipe at Bewilder Brewing. Yes. And the entry deadline is March 31st. Yes. Okay. And we can drop off your entries to either the Beer Nut or the Salt City Brew Supply. Yes, and I will have a, um, a web link for entries probably in the next week. Okay, let me know when you get that because I'm going to put that on there. Absolutely. But that, that does it for our almost news and other stuff. So I, was, I had it pulled up. I'm ready Yay. to go. So we, let's plug that in for you. Let's make some money. Let's raise some money for let's that. Let's raise That's some money beautiful. for cancer. I just would like to say, so someone raised... In three days' time, raised a hundred. Sorry, one million dollars. One million dollars. Million dollars for Planned Parenthood. I hope that we can raise a couple thousand dollars at yeah. least. For sure. Yeah. For for cancer. Absolutely. So. Because cancer sucks. Yes, it does. Sure. It's, 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 it's taken a lot of our lives. Fuck cancer. Planned Parenthood is an Cheers to fuck cancer. Cheers to fuck cancer. Those guys. We love Planned Parenthood. Well, ladies. I do want to say this. Thank you so much. for. I know you guys don't live in Utah County, except for Julia. But <laughs> thank you, ladies, for driving all the way down here to the studio and uh, giving some of your time to me uh, so I can better learn and 
I can help try to voice, be a little bit of a mouthpiece for you guys in the pink boots because I think it is very important. I think what you guys are doing is just, I can't I keep saying badassery, but you guys are badasses. Um, it's You're been, doing it too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, yeah. Lauren. Yeah. I don't like the limelight. Yeah. Spreading the good word of the, uh, of the booze. I'm, tr- which I'm trying, you know, and it's, it's not about me. It's never been about me. It's been about my, the community, my friends. And I consider you guys friends. I hope why our paths cross multiple times in the future. I hope we can tie one off, a couple off, and uh, with or without lactose. I mean, it doesn't matter. Lagros <laughs> um, or else. <laughs> but ladies, thank you so much for um, uh, giving me some of that knowledge and sharing that. And if there's anything I can do or we can do to, to get your guys the words out there, you guys need support, reach out because I – you have a fan. If you guys have a bad day, just know there's someone in Utah County who's a brewer and ha- is a fan of you guys because I'm a huge fan of you guys. You ladies are, are so cool. You really are. Uh, I just, I'm, I, you can't see with my Mac, my mask, but I'm, I've been like grinning and like smiling ear to ear. So thank you again. Uh, everyone who's listening, Pink Boots, you have to support. It's for a good cause. Uh, for uh, with Jamie, for that home brew competition, please let's, let's, let's get that going. Uh, everything by March 31st is the deadline. Uh, Julie, do you have anything for us? No, I think that's everything. Okay. Obviously, these ladies are awesome, and yeah. Ladies, is there anything that you need to say or, or something? Drink you'd more like to beer. Drink yeah, more beer. Drink, support local. <laughs> drink lager. <laughs> drink lagers for life. Yeah. And thank you so much and, for the invitation. Yeah, yeah, thank you. The opportunity. Well, thanks for accepting it. I mean, you can ask Julia. I w- I've been. I was. I was hoping and praying that you guys would come because I was like, I hope they accept the invite. I just want to talk to them. I just, I just want to pick your guys' brains and I hope I can bring you guys back on again, uh, especially when the roosters and possibly you went to, and you know, if, if these collabs come out, like yeah, let's, 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 let's do another one. Like let's talk about them. Let's break them down. Let's, let's try them and, yeah. and share them. I like to do that. We'll be well. back for a yeah, for love- strap tanks. For oh sure. yes, yes. Definitely. yeah. We're coming. Yeah. We're going to come back for a, <laughs> Down to Utah County when Strap Tank releases there. So yeah. yeah, and I'd love to hear about your guys' experiences so we can I mean do this again. You know, bring it. Talk about Pink Boots beer. I'd be okay with that. And I will be wearing Pink Boots that time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am um, getting Pink yes. Boots. I might recommend go to Cal Ranch, get a pair of black milking boots, and spray paint them. Because unfortunately, the cool the boots that most of us have came from. Dunlop and they've yeah, discontinued they don't make them. them. Yeah. Also, on that note, though, if we flood Extra Tough's inbox with <sighs> emails about making pink, pink full-length boots, yeah. I do it every year. But yes, if everybody will just get on the suggestion box on Extra Tough because they make the best brewer's boots, ask them to make pink, pink boots, boots. Okay. like full ones for... Come on, Sam and sisters, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> do it. Get do it. it. <laughs> ladies, thank you so much. It's been such a treat. But until the next beverage, ladies. This has been another episode of The Tastemasters. Find us on Instagram at the underscore Tastemasters, Twitter at The Tastemasters, or on Facebook as The Tastemasters. Like, share, subscribe, DM us for any questions, or leave a review. Tell your friends, and thanks for listening. Produced and recorded at Fuse Audio. Give them a follow at Fuse underscore audio.